Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Twenty twenty two. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, Scott, my friend. <laughs> I've got Robo Egg Gill in to fill in for the beginning of the podcast. We, we thought we'd ask people what their New Year's resolutions were, what they've been playing over the holidays, and probably should have also mentioned this is the entitled Partner Podcast. I'm Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Do you mean it's time for the UBP UBP of twenty twenty two? I do. We should have started this a few hours ago, but work got in the way as it does. All sorts <laughs> of different things to navigate. So we're recording this in the afternoon. It might be going live a little bit later on. The Friday, but hopefully you'll still have it for the weekend. So it'll be a nice, lovely time. So the entitled partner podcast, if it's your first one, um, is our podcast where we ask people for their different talking points, different questions, different things they'd like us to talk about. And Jules, you also asked people for their um their overall New Year's gaming resolutions. Yes, and I what did. Been playing over the holidays. So we've got a nice smattering of different recommendations and things here as well. Um, first question from Pinky, who says, I've just seen the specs for the PSVR 2 yesterday, and I'm honestly very excited. I found PSVR to be very cumbersome and awkward to use, which means I haven't for ages. PSVR looks to have rectified these and many other issues but what do you make of it big love as always big love to you mr pinky big love to you my friend the thing is is that the uh the the first playstation vr headset and uh the lovely little ones that they uh then suddenly (laughs) rose in price to astronomical levels um Mm. they were it was really good fun i enjoyed every single time that i played on the vr Mm. uh, for ps i enjoyed every moment of it but there just wasn't the support for it. It was big yeah. uploads. It never, ever achieved the sort of lofty heights that it set for itself or that Sony set for it. So, yes, I am very excited this time around to see games being announced for the hardware before it actually drops rather than the other way around. Like, this isn't just them saying, oh, you know, blah, 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 it's going to have games on it. It had, obviously, uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn developers. They came out and said that there is a standalone Call Horizon. Of the yeah, Call of the Mountain, which is going to be specifically for it. And I'm like, cool, that is a big brand to get behind it to lead the mm. uh, things out i think that if they can do that and get more people on board straight away mm-hmm. then this could actually be what it should have been the first time around very excited with, for it, though. with psvr is i got one to play no man's sky with it because i'm yes. slightly yeah. ill and i just needed <laughs> to know what that thing was in vr and because it has little levers and stuff you can get yeah. do a hand motion but you <laughs> yeah. do little levers and it's really fun and you open your cockpit and everything and it's really really cool and i try to avoid a pun it's really really cool and so that's why i got a psvr but the tracking on it is noticeably naff like when i'm trying to play mm-hmm. something like super hot and you've got to crouch behind cover and you've got to return fire and everything it doesn't keep up very well um and so for me 
it wasn't until I played uh, Dan Durkin, one of our editors, um, he let me have a go on the Oculus Quest 2 or whatever it's called, um, yeah. which is one of the newer ones that I know. I know so little about VR. I know that <laughs> VR enthusiasts are going, that's the most <laughs> obvious thing ever. I know. But um, played the Quest 2 and I played Resident Evil 4 on it. That was game changing. That was yeah. like, oh my God, okay, this is VR when it tracks completely. Um, and I was, you know, reloading the gun manually. I'm pulling out grenades and a knife yeah. and the belt and everything. Um, and that was me going like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. The game that sold me VR is a game called Gorn, I think it's called. And it's basically <laughs> like, uh, it's What's a Gorn? medieval fight pit simulator. And okay. it is like, but you've got like really chunky, cartoony looking uh, people coming in, attacking you with like maces and clubs and stuff like that. Right. And like, at first I was like, ah, oh, this looks really dumb. Played it for my son, <laughs> put the headset on and it's suddenly like, oh, look, I'm pulling this guy's arm off and beating him to death with it. Or like what, throwing what, a mace the other side of the room. What was, was that like, bar oh, there's like a there's a bar bar fight simulator. I think. Oh, bar fight simulator. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just mashing people with pints and throwing tables <laughs> at them and stuff. Like it's very like gimmicky, but it's fun. Like yeah. I just I, that's my thing is that I like the fun. I, I my whole thing with VR. I think I've said it on this podcast. I've said it in a few different places. But for me, I'm waiting for the, the dual analog stick moment. Like when are you making stuff that fundamentally only works with this control? Right. Scheme? Well, that's I will say thing. that that has happened with Half Life mm. Alex because that is a phenomenal example of how to do uh, VR right mm -hmm. because. What it is, is that all the mechanics, all of the way that they've structured the level design around what the player can see, what they can't see, they've made it like so that it's so reliant on your audio space as well. Like they've put a phenomenal amount of effort into making that feel like a triple A uh, VR experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They need just more of them. I think it's time to drop the gimmicks. I think it's time to stop doing these sort of like, this is the one idea for this uh, VR mm -hmm. game and start implementing it fully because that's the only way that the market's really going to expand. If people start seeing it as like disposable entertainment, they're not going to feel justified in investing all of that money and time mm -hmm. into getting it. But if they make it feel like it is the way to enjoy this specific type of game, then yeah, of course it's going to be. Like I, I know people who have bought VR headsets just mm -hmm. because of how good Half-Life Alex is. And yes. that is like something that I normally i'd be like wow you put that investment in for one game what well, after playing it myself well, I, i'm like yeah I, this is I went amazing home after playing re4 going like should i buy a quest 2 yeah. just to yeah. play resident <laughs> evil 4 in vr and then i was like no slap the side of my head what are you actually doing like that's like you 200 300 quid i tell you what you should watch is there's a, a youtuber out there called i think his name is uh, up is not jump and uh, he does amazing content it's so funny mm -hmm. uh, and he does this series where it's like um X game is an absolute nightmare. And right. what he's done is he's gone through and played uh, Fallout 4, uh, Skyrim, and oh, there's another game that he played in VR. And they're all just horrific to set up. And he has to do <laughs> so many workarounds to get them to actually function. But when they actually work, he's like, yes, this is That's brilliant. The thing. It's like it's going to turn into like vinyl. If you let people sorting all these different setups, different lighting, like any yeah. different amount of lighting in the room can change the way the tracks and everything else. I've seen um, that the PSVR 2 is is still wired. It's one cable now. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not wireless, which I think is it's not a deal breaker but i love the fact that the oculus uh, stuff is more wireless now and the vibe and everything so, is it um, wired yeah. because of the fact that they is it to help with power consumption because it, don't you have to charge the headsets i think it's oh, synchronicity, synchronicity, but okay, i could be enough. wrong i think it's just because um they had a whole that if you want to get into some nightmare fuel go read some of the earliest examples of testing vr headsets where yeah. you have to um recalibrate your brain and the people who were testing these different things these like the dual feed for each eye yeah. um and all this different stuff where if your brain is fully you know immersed 
introduced in a game and you turn and part of your character's body goes through a wall, some of those people had complete legit absolute <laughs> meltdowns because that their brain was like, you just went through that wall. And so it's overriding that part of their brain and everything. My friend Gareth did his um, uh, his master's for his, uh, uh, like an audio engineering degree. Mm. And um, it was on like use of binaural audio and like uh, spatial awareness nice. and stuff like using that. So like you were blindfolded and just played like sounds and had to guess which direction they came from. And you'd be so surprised that without sight, uh, that how wrong you can get, like whether or not something's oh, yeah, coming yeah. behind you and in front of you. And then he was like, now listen to these sounds in conjunction to the video footage that I'm going to play you and because it was out of sync or it was like done on purposely wrong it was like oh this is torture I hate this I well, hate there's everything a, about it. yeah there's like a whole thing about just how much of your brain like right now as you listen to us if you start consciously thinking of it you'll recognize that you are like feeling where you're sitting you're aware of what the temperature yeah. you're aware of all these different things that your brain is just sort of filling in in the background that you're not <laughs> consciously aware of but once you have digital stimuli for all those things um, it can go wrong pretty quick so it's like yeah. you have to get it right but yeah I'm curious about uh, about VR. I think it's a it's a tough technology to get right for the the mass audience, but I, I'll, once you get the right VR experience, it does click. It's like a a really good cup of coffee. The only thing that I would say about this VR experience is the fact that is there no way they could have taken the existing hardware and just done a slight upgrade? It does feel like a mm. bit cheeky to say, hey, you spent two to three hundred pounds on the previous headset. Now be Do prepared to pay more for the next one. Why couldn't it carry across? I feel we, like that was one of the few bits of tech that probably could have stood the test of time because not it was still being just uh, it was still an early development effectively like, yeah i mean it, it's weird because the way that the thing is the way that sony chose to do tracking was to just stick lights on it and then tell mm. the playstation eye camera to look for those lights which is why the tracking was so bad so i think at some point they just had to bite the bullet and do a new version but um, i wish it was it compatible is... with both if you know what i mean just yeah, like, just yeah, yeah. just to allow people who had already sunk the money in well, I mean, my, like I said, I got meant for No Man's Sky. I played No Man's Sky a lot and then played a few other things and just put it in a storage box upstairs because it's like 50 cables to set the thing up. I'm quite excited, though, that as soon as the new version comes out, I'll be able to just go on to like, I don't know, CEX or whatever and go and grab one of those old headsets <laughs> for super cheap because they will hold no value at that point. Oh, yeah. I can't. It's uh, called Trova Saves the Universe. It's like my favorite VR Oh, game. yeah. That's the um, Rick and Morty guys did that. Yeah, it's from they? Justin Roiland. Yeah. And it's just, it's just him doing all the Rick and Morty voices, but it's a completely separate story. It's great. And um, that game is awesome. Next question from Tristan, the 26-dimensional human and femme daddy. <laughs> Who says, what is a name? There, I know what a name. Is there a line that a triple A video game company could cross that would make you not cover their games anymore? Been playing. Oh, then he goes on to the answering your New Year's questions, saying okay. that he's been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition and just start up Persona 5. Hate myself for being. This is my first um, Shimigami Tensei slash Persona game. Well, you Ooh. can't go wrong. Don't, don't hate yourself for that. No. Uh, the question is whether or not you sunk a bit the bullet and got the Royale Edition, because if you have, that is basically <laughs> another 50 to 60 hours worth of content yes. on top of what is easily a 100 Royale to 200. The progression stuff too so you're yeah. like i remember i'm 80 hours into persona 5 and i've still not finished it i remember when they put royal royale out or whatever royal and i was yeah. like oh so that's just the better one is it oh good yeah, oh, and geez. it is because it fixes all of the problems of the original yeah. and it's like there's no way to port your save from one to the other so you're like oh cool i've got to start all over again then. <laughs> uh, i think i'll pass speaking of persona i hope that rumor is true that persona 4 is getting a, a new age release because it's only on vita and playstation 2 and i have it on those consoles mm -hmm. but i want persona 4 in hd the best time of my life was when good old Ben Potter lent me the, the what was it the PlayStation? He gave uh, you the PlayStation box. TV because it was, that the one. was your way to yeah, play and it, yeah. I had the uh, PlayStation. Uh, I had a Persona Four Golden on that, and that was so good. That was my, <laughs> that was my first Persona game. Uh, Dude, uh, yeah, Persona Four was was mine and too. Persona Four soundtrack is so good. To be honest, though, when I went from that to Persona Five, I was actually slightly disappointed, and that just Same. shows you how great a, a game Persona Four is because yeah. Persona Five is no slouch whatsoever. Five, but I was just like. like 
four stories better. I, yeah, I four story the, is definitely better. The murder me. mystery stuff is just such a good pull. But anyway, um, yeah, is sorry. there a line that, <laughs> that a AAA video game company could cross that would make you not cover their games anymore? This is a very interesting question. What does your gut take you? Yes, um, because we have spoken before about separating the art from the artist. Mm. That's fine if that's the route ro- the route <laughs> you want to go down. Yes. Uh, but uh, I do believe that, for example, I haven't played an Ubisoft game uh, since uh, we had... Well, it's not all on of... Riders Republic, mate. Well, the thing is, is, I have Riders Republic, but I'm not playing it. At the moment. <laughs> I've got given a code for it, but I'm not going to... Uh, it's just like I don't want to support the company until it sorts out the uh, monstrous uh, situation that it finds itself in at the moment moment uh the mo- i'm not supporting konami at the moment either mm. uh, because of the massive nft stuff that they just did for castlevania like i love all of the uh, massive franchises that that company has managed to kick out but mm. they have not given me a reason to do it now would i be in this exact same position if there was a game that i wanted to play that had come out of these publishing houses that again is a case-by-case example i choose not to give money to the likes of activision and blizzard at the moment mm. because of what they're doing i choose not to give money to ubisoft i choose not to give at the moment i'm cutting out a lot of money that i'm not spending i'm <laughs> saving all this money for indies. warhammer yeah. but the thing is is that it, yeah it allows me to play a lot of indie stuff but if i get that game uh for free either through uh through review or stuff like that then mm. yeah i might give it a try but that doesn't mean that i'm going to give it my endorsement my mm. rule of thumb is is that i only give reviews for games that i actually like and want people to recommend it's very mm. easy to do a let's take a dump on this game uh, style review uh, i i want to do stuff that's like positive and encourage people to play a good game rather oh, yeah, than totally. just be like hey look i'm harsh on that I'm, I'm styling on this game for no reason yeah i think that it's it's interesting because obviously it's it's a big open-ended question and obviously there are certain examples you can pull from like there was all the ubisoft stuff that with very valid horrific uh, real life circumstances in regards to all the sexual allegations and everything mm-hmm. that happened with those uh, staff members that were left go let go but it isn't it is a conversation that for me i'm always like going down to the individuals like there are entire art departments and coding departments that worked on those games yeah. like should they also be tarnished because the a certain lead who was an absolute monster uh, was caught for being a monster um, i'm always like i'll go case by case basis i'll see what the game the final product is if any of those you know more uh, less desirable mentalities are evident in the video game, then that's me swearing off that video game. But I, I yeah. do find it hard to um, to swear off entire companies when they are hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, unless, like I said, those mentalities come through. Yeah, we've already explained before that it's usually those people that you just mentioned are the ones mm. that have to bite the bullet because mm. uh, if there's a, a cutback, it's going to be their jobs that are cut back. It's not going to be the bonuses or the higher ups that get let go because they're too protected by the mm. systems that are already in place. So I also think it's it, oh, is, it is it is a very hard uh, question to answer. There is no definitive answer, and every mm. single person out there will have their own uh, rules. And some it might even be slightly hypocritical. Sometimes you're allowed to be hypocritical. It's your yeah. choice. You're allowed to like what you like as long as you're not like you know being a dick about it like so <laughs> like i do find that um, as long as you're not loving e-football you're probably yeah, right. yeah thing is that like I, I find it very hard to say uh this is my firm stance on this company and always will be because mm. it's probably going to change at some point depending well, the thing is, if like, the company gets better or there are games that i want to support coming out yeah plus like the reason that you stopped supporting ubisoft stuff is completely valid like either in a in a, in a literal gameplay sense they are very repetitive they reuse formulae etc but also in the real life sense all the allegations that came out about the 
dude, uh, Sergei Hasque or whatever that guy mm -hmm. was called, um, who was literally the guy who was mandating all those formula to be used over and over again, who would turn down unique ideas and original ideas. It was all part of the same conversation. So I think in that case, it was more valid to say various really fundamental parts of this company are toxic. And I choose to say no to that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's a case by case basis. And you can swear off Ubisoft right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was going to mention CDPR because obviously Cyberpunk was such a massive deal, um, which is just to say that I would just be more cautious next time around. Like, I'm not against everyone at CDPR, but I recognize that Adam Badowski came in and messed everything up. I recognize that they had three of their story leads leave in like 2015. Um, yeah. It's all it's case by case. What's interesting is that it's always the stories that come out after the project has been released. Yeah. It's like it always tinges the thing after. So you're like, oh, that explains why such and such was like that. But it's like, I wish sometimes that there was more transparency so that we could see into something and know how it's being developed. Like at the moment, there's the rumors going around that the new um, Ken Levine uh, production oh, yeah. is um, in uh, dire. Yeah, it's in dire straits at the moment. Oh. Um, but that, to me, because I know that, I look at it and go like, right. I can now start to make a more uh, informed decision about whether or not I want to support this project down the line, because if he is implementing these practices that are enforcing crunch culture, if he is having negative and toxicity within the workplace or it's mm -hmm. under complete, it's complete chaos because of the fact that he can't manage it properly, then I'm looking at that and thinking you are informing my consumer uh, vision of what that game's going to be like yeah, for yeah. me, rather than also, it being just like... I think for me, it's just completely, utterly personally, I have to know. I'm too curious. I can't take the word of someone else. I have to know. Like if something yeah. comes out and it's available, it's available for purchase, it's past the legal legal ramifications to make it available, um, I'm going to check it out. Like if we're talking about the AAA space, then I'm always going to want to know what those things mm -hmm. are. And in regards to Ken Levine, I'm going to need to know what, what the dude who made Bioshock's next game is. And yeah. that's not to discount the reality of what that team went through or, or, or are going through to make that game. Um, but for me, it all factors in. It's all fascinating. It's all valid. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, like I said, it, it's just case by case. But personally, I'm too curious and I would need to know. That said, um, I didn't play Hatred, that game that came out oh, yeah. in 2015 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, that just looked like the absolute worst thing possible. Even though, if I'm being completely honest, the literal gameplay, the literal way it seemed to be responding as you moved a character around in the gameplay videos did look responsive. But the attitude of that game was horrible. And I'm sure it came out that the devs were a team of white supremacists. So I was like, well, I'm probably all right. I'll bother him with that after the initial. Uh, glimpse of it but i am always curious i always try yeah. and do the due diligence but it depends what it is and um, so i guess ultimately to answer that question no but <laughs> well i it's, guess there it, are certain lines it's but... it's uh no slash yes <laughs> like, <because laughs> it's just case by it... case i don't think you should really impose rules on art to take a more vague stance in itself i think it's going to be case by case i think that if um yeah. there are certain things to say um uh, a developer could do if they out and out just said like oh we are solely going to be using nfts for this or we're going to be mm. doing this or there's mass misogyny in this game and you just have to deal with it you woke bitches <laughs> like you know what i mean like that that attitude right there puts mm -hmm. me off again I'm there, just, that like, would be something where i would watch a youtube clip rather than invest any money and just yeah, be like, exactly. okay what yeah. is this I, I just just to scratch the curiosity itch um someone like peter molyneux uh, has, has used up all of his goodwill like i'm curious about his new nft farming game but i'm never gonna yeah 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 so it's it's yeah there, yeah i guess there are lines but it's uh, it depends what it is um next question on from we've done we've successfully done two questions in 15 minutes <laughs> it's a record we're flying welcome to the untitled partner podcast um next question from Stephen mccormack my wife bought me a playstation 5 for christmas she bought me a series x last year well done aside from feeling very lucky i've been playing god of war but i've never owned a sony console before aside from obvious hits what should i go back looking for in the sony back catalog now this is just this is a large question uncharted i would say yeah uncharted is a big boy obviously Spider-Man game 
Spider-Man by, by a landslide. Miles Morales mm. is uh, arguably better than the main game. Um, the first time that I, <laughs> the first time I got my hands on that game was mm. at uh, like EGX or something like that. We mm. went there, sat down in a weird chair, and I had this we were lovely... in that weird booth and there that massive yeah. screen, and there was just <laughs> a chair in the middle of the warehouse. Yeah, because yeah. it was like um, loads of other that you could queue up and go round and play it on one of the um, uh, the consoles that they had set up in the booths. But they had mm. one seat that was in front of everyone, so everyone could see your play. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, why am I on the big naughty chair? I don't that like that whole this. thing was the the yeah the weirdest energy that we the, 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 just like gift bags i think like a little magnet yeah, I, it was it was it was yeah. i oh yeah because i gave mine to a kid who was going you, past yeah because he, yeah, he was looking at like queuing up and i was like there you go you have this <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't need this um <laughs> but like i just remember sitting there playing it just going this is the most fun that i've had playing a video game in a long time but i am so stressed out right now <laughs> because all i could hear was like murmurs from the people by me be like oh well, you missed that swing and i was like i've just picked up the controller <laughs> i don't know should have used the web game. shooters there mate yeah, oh. I think um, if you're if you're t- if you've got a PlayStation Five and you have anything that's on the PlayStation Plus collection, the Ratchet and Clank's obviously you got God of War Personas oh, yeah. on there. Ratchet and Clank before. games, great shout. Ratchet and Clank's such a good. The newest Ratchet and Clank is one of the best games of the last few years. Um, obviously, like you've got God of War, but Uncharted and Horizon um, are a big old deal. Stay the hell away from Destruction All Stars. You don't need it. You'll be <laughs> fine. Um, and just dive in. And yeah, I guess just uh, hoover up as much first party stuff as possible. Even yeah. Days Gone. I think Days Gone is on the PlayStation Plus collection if you like your zombie stuff. Days Gone is having a bit of a resurgence at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Because everyone's just like, oh, it's got the PC version was pretty good. Oh, all the stories about how the developer was told that you can't have a sequel because you haven't sold enough and that no one believes you. It's like it's turning into like an underdog story that I yeah. bet you anything will see it get a sequel. If, yeah, I'm if, fully committed to it getting a sequel now. It feels like the new, yeah, it feels like a new sort of Last Guardian or something where it's sort of like it, uh, over in like a 10 year. Yeah from now 15 years from now it'll finally get announced and they'll get all the, the goodwill from it and stuff but um yeah that game performed a lot better than sony apparently told the internal team that it did um so that might be a thing uh matthew holds with his who says happy new year leg ends happy new year to you as well <laughs> happy and new year. Else listening keep up the top level content thank you would you purchase a remastered slash reimagined time crisis i know we have vr but there was nothing like smashing out time crisis or house of the dead too <laughs> i'm i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i i the blood rushed to a very lower extremity <laughs> of my body when you said can i imagine and you imagine it or, or, or a hd version of time crisis you get to play through if it was all of the time crisis mainline games in one big oh, arcade one collection big thing. and you got to experience the literal rise of what is it mad dog, mad wild, dog, dog. Mad dog. wild dog wild dog wild dog yeah it's just every that time voice time. is so good wild they, dog you could be exploring the castle in time crisis one as well like in vr like looking around it if they just released it re4 style you know, redo the graphics because you feel like you're there anyway i tell you what if they did that and had a, like a little tweak twist where like uh when you because you know you obviously go down to the big one goes action like that yeah. and you'll go down to the bottom <laughs> and then you have to like step on the pedal in order to stand up again uh-huh. if it was you actually like moving up and around the boxes and you could look around <laughs> that would actually be so good if you could blind fire over the yeah. top that'd be amazing i would say every is, is that you would then have you know the the red guy the always the guy who was where because he, oh, he takes more hits yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no no he's the one that if he steps on stage uh, as soon as if you don't take him out immediately he'll mm-hmm. fire a bullet that will always auto hit yes. you unless you're in cover mm-hmm. that guy there is the bane of my entire time crisis <laughs> existence so if there was that and you've got to go up to be like bang 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 I tell you what oh yeah you run up, run up on the guy I tell you what if they do the Die Hard trilogy light gun part of that trilogy mm. in VR I would also mm. very much take that leave it as blocky as it is leave it at 20 frames a second um, but I would massively take that but yes overall the answer is a resounding yes yeah. um, especially with House of the Dead as well just zombie stuff in VR once they get the uh, synchronicity stuff down now, the walking dead game's great the zombie 
Now, the House of the Dead games might actually be harder to port mm. over than you think because they would have to come with all of the additions to change up the gun that you're wielding. Because if you remember House of the Dead 1 and 2, you had handguns. Mm. Then it was obviously shotguns for House of the Dead 3. And then it was miniguns or little submachine guns for House of the Dead 4. So if they gave you all the plastic attachments or something <laughs> like that, or it made you feel like you had to hold it in a certain way, like to mm. reload the shotgun, you had to move the two ones together. I like that, like a bow and arrow, pull it like, back. Sh- sh- sort of thing. That would be yeah. cool. Because if they got for the PSVR two, they've said it's going to have um, the dual sense stuff, like the vibration techniques and everything, cool. and all those kind of motors. So you could do different weapon feels um, just to get closer to literal murder simulator while we're fully ensconced in VR. Do you know what they should do? You should get it so that you have the wrist straps on, right? Mm. So obviously to stop you from like flinging them away. But what you could do is have it so that if you've got a grenade in your hand, you've got to tap the little bauble on the top, like (laughs) a little squidgy bauble, and you have to throw it as in like literally let it leave your hand and it needs to detect that it's left your hand to see that it's thrown. That would be brilliant. I think the first time that you uh, reload a gun in VR, this sounds monstrous, by the way, if you sort of take this out of context, but the first time you load a gun, (laughs) it's a big old deal. But yeah, the first time I loaded a gun in Resident Evil 4, and I was like, oh, Ooh, I, I, yeah, I feel more immersed. I feel like I am literally loading a gun or I am literally grabbing a knife off my chest to stab a man in the face. And that does definitely contribute to the immersive side of it. I just, for years ago when VR first got mentioned, I imagined this being the next parent staring, yeah. oh my God, v- video games of the devil thing. Um, and this feels like the closest we've got to literally committing murder in <laughs> VR. So I'm, I'm curious how that goes whole, down. The whole argument of like, you know, violent video games don't it's make violent people. It's just a on the screen. It, 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 it does kind of go into very shaky territory when it's like you are literally first person murdering <laughs> someone. You're just kind of like, yeah, but he was a cartoon looking guy. Yeah, so exactly. Because in uh, in Manhunt Two on the Wii, you could batter someone to death with a toilet lid, and then they eventually <laughs> took that out because oh, they, so they leave the animation in, but they made it all black and white and stuff because they reckon the motion control side of Manhunt Two made it way too much like real life. Um, so curious for all those conversations to come back around. Um, next question from Luis Lugori, who says, "Hello, gents. Great content. Greetings from Venezuela." That's Ooh, awesome. Greetings. I've been playing Halo Infinite and Chris Tales. My resolution should be to stop procrastinating Hollow Knight and Cyberpunk. Question for uh, question for me: Do I think that 20, in 2022 Josh will actually play Ori? And also to Jules, thanks for all the self care messages. Well, no, I don't. I don't think Josh is ever going to play Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> After sort of since a, a dying wish, maybe a white flag or something. Why around. is he so against it? He's not. I don't think he's against it. I just think that he like he played Hollow Knight. He burned through it. Funnily enough, as Lu- mm-hmm. Luis has mentioned that. Um, he played a lot of Hollow Knight and then he scratched his Metroidvania itch and I finally managed him to get him uh, Metroid Dread. He said he got that over the Christmas holidays. Oh, but such he, good game. he started it and then he's like, oh, it's going to be a whole thing. So I'll get back to this later. Um, okay. And I'm just like, but just just play Ori when you've, you know, when you get that gap where you just want a nice Metroidvania, play Ori. And so I think that yeah. maybe he needs to have it so that it's like he goes from genre to genre because remember mm. he was had like, a big stint on Deathloop back in the day. Yes. And then he went through a lot of shooting games, did the Far Cry stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why probably that it felt nice and different enough to do the Metroidvania stuff. The thing is, so maybe well, he needs another subpar shooter to come out and basically <laughs> to push him away again. Yeah. The thing is, man bought an HD upscaler for his PlayStation 2. So he's just been reveling in PS2 stuff in HD. I know that he just bought Matrix Path of Neo and Matrix Enter the, Enter the Matrix. So that's, one that's of them, his life. One of them is a passable game. The other is an absolutely risable game. I'll tell you what's a really good game mate it's, oh uh, he's got no mercy i've got to have no mercy that's a really good quality box that you've i got know there. right I, I, I just randomly i'm just getting stuff must plays um for my n64 so i got that and uh, i just i ordered that it arrived this morning just speaking nice. of random old tat um yeah wf no mercy heard it was all right i'm gonna try it in 2022 you can so listen to triple h insult you personally the player because <laughs> really? um 
he used to have back in the day when he was part of the uh, when DX was still around. Mm. Or it might be when he was like just tagging around with the New Age Outlaws for a bit. He right. had this bit where he's still like, um, to all the people out there and you, the fat idiot watching at home. <laughs> like that. He's oh, like, no, I saw that. Because I've also seen the thing where The Rock says it's uh, The Rock has come back to N64. Oh, yeah. Like that. So I am very much looking forward to that game. I think you can create characters and stuff in it. Anyway, um, overall, yes, the whole thing, Hollow Knight's great, Cyberpunk's great. And no, I don't think uh, Josh will ever play Ori, but he's too nice a man to tell me that he doesn't want to. So he's, um, it's there. But- he is a lovely man, and yeah. so uh, is the person asking this question. So thank you very much for your question. And also, thank you very much for the compliments on the uh, self-care stuff. Never, ever going to stop doing it, so you might as well get used to it. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course. The next question from Manuel Lima, who says, I've been playing Tales of Arise over Christmas uh, 2021. In 2022, my gaming resolution is to finish one game before moving on to the next. Now, I included this to question, do you feel? Do you find yourself finishing most games? Because I, uh... I live the big life. <laughs> I, right, okay. I dip a lot. I, I'll, I'll come back around. It depends what it is. At this current moment in time, I <laughs> am very, very far into the Halo Infinite campaign. Uh, right. And I am so close to finishing it. And yet, for some reason, my stupid, irradiated <laughs> lizard brain decided that, <laughs> oh, that would be a good time to go install Fallout 2, Fallout 4 and put a load of mods in put it. Put all the mods on it, man. And put all the mods in it. And I've made you, the game... You... You sorry. finished Psychonauts 2, sorry. I just I, I've played a lot more Psychonauts 2 over the Christmas break because you Good. said it was your game of the year. Yeah, I've played I've played a lot more of it. Still haven't finished it though. So uh, it's it's in there. It's in there. Which, which level are you on? Are you allowed to say which oh, can you give me a hint? Because I don't want to ruin it for people. That game is so sporadic that I can't even think of the last thing that I did in it. Are was. you in I, a are you in I've a tropical done... island with the bottles? No. I'm, you... I'm back okay. at the uh, the brain HQ and I've just okay. resurrected the old man with the bacon. And then, oh yes, and then he's disappeared. Yeah, yeah. So I need to run after him, which is a sentence that won't make any sense. To so you're you're else. about to have a fun time and go into his multiply fractured mind and try oh, and repair it. It's very oh, fun. I think I do that. It's they're like that game is a blur, but yeah. they're like slightly shorter levels. Those ones, but they are all so varied and mm. unique, different. You're about to get to. Uh, I think after that. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get 
unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think you're about to get to the best level in the entire game. I won't ruin Ooh. it for you, but I think I want you're the on the class level. That's what I'm psyched for. Oh, have you not? Have that? Have you not got to that? I don't bit? think so. Okay, so that is. By. Oh no, that is the one. That is okay. the level of levels. It is so <laughs> beautiful and so fun as well to play okay. through. Cannot um, wait for you to get there. Yeah, man. So yeah, so we, we did get a few comments on this that were just responses to the New Year's resolution stuff. What people have been playing. Um, actual question from Nate though: What's going to get the higher Metacritic score, God of War Ragnarok or Horizon Forbidden West? Uh. I think that I'm trying to piece this together in my mind. Do I think that, it, do we think that Ragnarok <laughs> is going to hit the same uh, highs as the first one? Because Corey did come out and state that it's a very different game. He's not as in, um, like, creative director anymore. No, but so... he said, but he said from what he'd seen, it was already, very, it was shaping up to be very different, wasn't it? I am. Yeah. I have a gut feeling that Ragnarok's not going to be as good as one. And I hope I'm wrong. I just think but, that it's, it was okay, lightning in so the ball. Walk me through because I have the same mentality, but mm. I kind of need to have it sort of said out loud. Why do you think that it's not going <laughs> to be as good? It's just, it's a mix of feelings. One of them is just something I can't shake on the hardware side where it's a PlayStation 4. It's also on PlayStation 4. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, your team wasn't allowed to really take this to the next level and only develop it for PlayStation 5. That's obviously a tech thing, not an artistic thing, but I think it does affect the artistic vision because you can't push everything as much as you might want to. Um, but also, yeah, Corey Barlog um, isn't the creative director. I forget the name of the guy who is, mm-hmm. um, but he's not carrying that story forward. And part of the reason that the original one was such a big deal was that he based so much of Kratos and Atreus's relationship on his burgeoning relationship with his own son. Um, I forget the name of his son, but um, that whole thing. Boy, clearly. Yeah, boy, well, yeah, Mr. Boy. And so that <laughs> That it gave it such a special like X Factor essence, you know, like it like yeah. a soul to the original game. Um, and it's always hard to nail a sequel. I think um, considering you look at Cory Barlog's initial reaction to how well the reviews did for the first one, he's just crying, can't believe it actually came together. And that game was on fire until the last few months yeah. of development. So I just I don't know. It can only be more of the same gameplay wise, like to, for the majority. Whereas like for this for the 2018 one, it was mm-hmm. all new mechanics for God of War. It was all new feelings for God of War. And I I just think fundamentally it, you can't do that twice. So like that's my feeling. My worry is is that um, Kratos, because of the reimagining of his mm. character, is a reluctant hero. Like he's yeah. drawn into combat so many times and literally just wants out of it so that he can make peace with like what's going on in his own personal life. Mm-hmm. If you're bringing him back for a sequel and all of the footage that we've seen is focusing on how he is now back to his more chaotic and destructive ways with new moves and new things that are more like aggressive, that to me paints a picture of the studio maybe not understanding what made that first game so special and maybe going back down the route of like, oh, let's just throw him into big boss battles with bigger monsters because that's what people want to do. That isn't what we want to do. We wanted to explore and have a connection with like our son and make sure that it was like moving forward from an emotional perspective Mm -hmm. that had action beats. If this is an action game with emotional beats, I reckon I'm going to get worn out. Yeah, it's like, it is interesting because the the little clips they've put out is obviously Atreus is older. I don't know how much time has passed, but he seems more like a, he's like, he's he's in like his angry, late, like mid teen phase. And And they might make him really annoying. Like, well, like, like he, he was, he was a, one of the very few characters of video games that was a child and not annoying. Mm. I enjoyed like being in his company throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. And if they make him so that he's whiny, rebellious, doesn't listen to you, or he's just constantly like just snapping back, uh-huh. I'm just going to be like, 
why would I want the worst part of well, being thing, of growing uh, up? Like, yeah. It, the thing that I love, because they did that all that stuff in the original one, the thing that I love like about like the meta comment on, like you make it so the Kratos has to take care of a belligerent god, and then it's like, okay, you're literally making a comment on what it was like like being around Kratos and the God of War mm -hmm. series metatextually across the 2000s. So for the new one, obviously he's a bit older, and he's in like a teenage years, and the clip that they put out was him questioning why Kratos wouldn't fight more, and I like the idea of that being, because obviously he calms him down in the first one and stuff, but I like the idea of using Atreus to be like, no, like, uh, you know, violence in video games, outwards aggression, everything else, like mm -hmm. physical, like attacking someone. These are all things that we thought were cool and fun and were manifested more in old school video games. Not that they can't be fun if they're playable, but using older middle, like, you know, mid-teen Atreus, like interrogating Kratos' mentality towards violence. Now, that would be great mm. if I didn't think that they were going to completely botch the follow through with this, which right. is that if you're going to start raising questions about whether or not violence is the only way to achieve your goals in mm. situations like this, then you should give us other options to not to achieve those goals without using violence, mm -hmm. like which I know would be so counter to what some <laughs> people want from a God of War game. But I would find it truly refreshing if Kratos actually got up to something and spared it, left it alone, just mm. ignored it, moved on from it and broke that cycle of violence because well, he does i think i mean i, I guess it's just spoilers for god of war but i mean towards the end of that game he does say to atreus we need to be better uh before he finishes off that particular creature yeah so, like, but he's but he's so but he's so air quotes lucky that after mm. that point every bad guy just so happens to ha attack him first so he's always got the thing yeah. of it's self-defense but he is still an antagonist to mm. in in the sense of he is going around and causing issues wherever he goes so <laughs> It, well, it, no, I mean, like, yeah, I guess everyone comes to him in the God of, like, in God of War. You know War what I mean? Yeah, they, 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 get a, they get around that. But I'm just uh, thinking that there's only so many times that I'll believe that Kratos is just popping down to the shops to get some milk and somebody attacks him <laughs> again, like, you know? See, I like the idea of him doing, like, the, the old Rambo-style thing where he's just he's just trying to retire, like the old Rocky thing. Mm. And he keeps getting dragged back in um, and then use that, yeah, use Atreus, use the wider world as a way to interrogate the way that the God of War IP like feels i think that's like that's fascinating territory i think they achieved that in 2018's one but i'm curious how you do a follow-up now you take that right you mm. take all of the potential problems and i'm not saying that this is going to be reflective of the end game i'm still very excited to play it like super super hyped mm. and then you look at what's going on with aloy and you think to mm. yourself okay now her character arc is completely different because yeah. she was exposed to a world that now has so much more potential and you want to dive in, you want to explore. And because of the way of the, the um, game is set, you are hunting animals and animals are hunting you. Mm -hmm. So you have that sort of like, you're not a passive person in there. You are actively going out and being air quotes, the hero. Mm -hmm. So that game there from a story is going to be so much more action centric. And I feel like it's going to be mm. utterly beautiful. It's going to be like the tropic locations are going to provide some of the best looking sort of weather animation effects, especially if they go into storms and different things like that. I feel like in terms of presentation, we might be looking at uh, the new horizon game scoring better, but in terms Ooh. of maybe narrative depth, we'll be looking at the Ragnarok one. So will I, which one do I think will probably win the critics over in the long run? It'll probably be Ragnarok because at the end of the day, they love those emotional hooks. That's the thing that I think is going to elevate it because I think Horizon will be very solid gameplay wise. But like you said, the story is largely done. Like, I mean, especially like, I love all the wider stuff in the Horizon world, all the uh, different machines that were governing ecosystems and all that mm -hmm. kind of different stuff. Um, but all the all those answers were given like in Horizon 1. There was only yeah, 
where one, do you go from it's like yeah. where do you go it's like well i guess we're going to dive back into all the silas stuff and like be like oh well, what was he in control of and hades and whatever they do leave one specific dangling thread in the post credits that they can go back to but um yeah i think god of war will etch it but i think they'll be very close they're both very mm. polished delayed games to get everything right um so we'll see but yes massive thank you to everybody for sending in all their questions and thoughts and stuff we'll roll over the rest of the questions and um, that we got to next week because we got a ton and me and jules just blabbed through 15 minutes and two <laughs> questions so we'll get through as many as we can uh, next week as well but happy new year to everybody as well. before we go we just yes. want to say what are our gaming resolutions for this new year Ooh, scott um i don't know <laughs> what am i not doing i guess i could I you should know. you are doing everything right in the sense that you're playing a lot of games <laughs> i live on a lot of games that, maybe, maybe my actually that's my new year's resolution is to not match my everyday or every week mood like the sort of general rhythms of my mood with a video game release schedule where i can find a worthwhile thing to do that isn't just waiting for the next game to play that's yes. my resolution yep that's a very good <laughs> resolution mine is to i know it sounds very generic but mine is to actually play more games like mm. actually see them through because the reason that i don't spend as much time gaming at the moment is just because i do lots of time painting for the warhammer channel and stuff like that mm -hmm. so now that that's starting to get a bit more under control and i've got ways of like speeding up that process and mm -hmm. half of my stuff is already done i'm going to start playing more video games that yes. aren't fallout 4 that aren't modded to death <laughs> i mean i'm going to start playing new games again yeah back I mean, on like, it. games actually are around again from february yeah. onwards so like yeah we'll uh, we'll see how the rest of the year rolls out but yes massive thank you to everybody this has been the entitled battle podcast i have been your host scott Taylor, joined by jules gill thank you very much for having me and we'll catch you all next week the ubp the ubp bye <laughs> <laughs>